Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings, or even just like a bad day, is to hop on AlloMoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Fat Mascara. It's Jen, and I have a special guest co-host, Kat Quinn. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I was so excited to talk to you this morning. I was like, okay, it's Kat. She's the executive director of Trend for MAC Cosmetics. I need to bring a look. I, I don't know if you can tell, but I did. Like, I went with like a plum lip for you. You brought the look, and you're very on trend with that plum lip. Plum lipstick is all the rage right now. Is it? Okay. It so is. This is why I wanted to talk to you. Guys, you're not going to believe this. Kat and I, she was meant to be a guest co-host 
way back when Jess's daughter was born. So February, 2020, I picked up, I looked at our old emails. We've been in touch. We've known each other for years. We're both beauty journalists. And she was supposed to come on the show. And we had this lovely email chain where we were both like, okay, well, once this clears up in like two weeks, we'll do the recording. (laughs) Can you remember? Our blissful ignorance. Little did we know, two years later, here we are. Oh my God. So February, 2020 to now, we're finally having you on the show. This is going to be so fun. So before we get into our normal show, we're going to talk about the news. Kat and I are going to talk about nails because Kat has the best nails and does all this great nail content on the socials. So we're going to talk about that. But first, I want you guys to get to know her a little bit like I do. Kat, tell us, just introduce people to yourself. Tell us your like career background. Where'd you get your start? You've been beauty most of your career, right? So I am now the executive director of Trend for Mac, but I, like you, was always interested in journalism. I went to journalism school. I grew up wanting to be a journalist. So I went to the University of Missouri, where I worked at the city newspaper, actually, writing obituaries, traffic stories, the occasional lifestyle story. And I wound up looking for an internship in New York because I knew I wanted to move to New York to work in magazines. And I ended up in the beauty department of Fitness Magazine, RIP. We love fitness. And I, I just fell in love with beauty journalism, the science of it, the culture of it, the trends. And I sort of just set my sights on what at that time and and continues to be was the beauty Bible, which is Allure. So I feel like I fully manifested myself into an assistant position at Allure. I would cut out articles and put it on my dorm room wall. And then randomly, I found out that the beauty director of Allure at the time, Amy Keller Laird, was from Columbia, Missouri, where I went to school. Mm -hmm. And I found out she was coming home for the holidays. I canceled my flight. (laughs) I don't know if she knows this. I canceled my flight home to LA and I set up an informational interview with her my senior year. She's like, oh, I'll be in Missouri. Yeah. Oh, I'll be be in Columbia that time. So funny. Little did she know. Uh, so, So I canceled my flight home. I met with her in Columbia, Missouri for an informational interview. And then six months later, she had an assistant opening at Allure. And I applied for it. And I started there three days after I graduated college. So it was a huge whirlwind. And I, I spent the first part of my career at Allure for four years learning everything from the experts there, just the most amazing writers, editors, photographers, and the way that they put you through beauty journalism training, I call it like the beauty boot camp because they're so yeah. thorough as you know. And then from there, I jumped over to Refinery29 to lead the beauty vertical there for six years, which was so fun and a whole different take from going from print to digital and learning that whole change. And then Drew Elliott reached out to me about a year and a half ago. Form, friend of the pod, Drew yes, Elliott. Yes, Drew he's Elliott. been on the show. Yes, and he had this position and he's like, I have the dream job for you. And it was literally my dream job, which was being the trend director for Mac. And we'll go into all of that means, but it's yeah, what been does that, amazing. What does trend director mean? I was like, this job just sounds like, does she just sit in a room and be like, red lips are hot for fall, Go. <laughs> I don't know. I just picture you like Devil Wears Prada, you know, florals for spring. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So no, wait, tell us about about this, the job you have now. Yeah. So the being the trend director at Mac is actually very similar to being 
a beauty director. So I am really tasked with bringing that editorial eye and that reporter's ear to identify and curate the biggest trends for Mac. So, and then we bring them to life through our product portfolio. And then we have 13,000 artists around the world that I'm in touch with to like mobilize these trends across the world, which is so wild. It's so much fun. Do you make like big PowerPoints of like, here's what I'm seeing. We already have this product in our portfolio. Go do it in the stores. That's exactly right. You would be an amazing trend director, Jen Sullivan. Do you like the voice (laughs) I just got? I weirdly got on this like corporate PowerPoint voice. (laughs) I I was trying, I was channeling you. (laughs) If anyone is looking to make the jump from editorial to, to the business brand side of things, learn how to make a deck now because there are a lot of PowerPoints and that is something I did not know how to do. So definitely learn how to do that now. I feel like it's a little bit like a little magazine page. You know, you got your copy, your images, but you also have to be the designer, not just the writer, I guess. Exactly. And I I feel like that what drew me to this role at Mac in particular, and I think as you know, is Mac has always been like such a culture brand. It's, you know, I feel like the, the conversations that Mac has sit outside of beauty. It's like always on the cutting edge of fashion and celebrity and what's happening in culture. And, and so NFTs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I I knew that I would be constantly challenged, that it would be this really like all-encompassing role where I got to bring my love for global beauty culture and pop culture and entertainment all into this one place where I get to create trends, which is so fun. And what do you think of as like a trend? Because sometimes I'm like, oh, in skincare, there's a trend that's CBD, that's an ingredient. But then also it's like, oh, neon liner is hot, like, you know, whatever, two years ago because of euphoria. That's a trend. To you, what is a trend? Yeah. So to me, trends, and and Drew agrees with this as well, is subculture at scale. So I think you and I both know as beauty journalists. Yeah. Subculture at scale. Okay. Trends don't start in a conference room. I'm not sitting in a room starting a trend. They don't start in a list of search terms. They start in communities. So any trend that you look at through like the history of time from the, you know, punk movement that started in London dive bars in the 80s or like grunge that started in Seattle in the 90s, they all started in like a subculture and a subcommunity. And I think that's really fascinating because that is where people, people are adopting trends to feel connected to a fan base, to a subculture, to form an emotional connection, to express themselves. So I feel like trends today are still formed that way. They just move so much faster because of TikTok and social media. So those subcultures become culture quicker than they used to. Exactly. So what are, to you, like what subcultures do you, are you watching right now? Do you like to look to of like, oh, this is going to hit, just wait. So one example that I love that I always see both in New York and LA is this skater boy subculture. These kids have the coolest beauty looks. So you see these boys, there's one named Donovan Wildfong. You have to follow him on Instagram, but they're these California skater boys that wear blush like bright blush. And it's this really fun, like kind of quirky, almost punk, but mixed with that California, you know, 
vibe that just makes it Mm -hmm. so cool. And so we're seeing that sort of start to trickle out and get bigger and bigger as skater culture gets bigger, that makeup look is sort of falling with it. So we're seeing an increase in boys and blush. And that's kind of like where we're seeing that really, really spike. But there's so many so many other subcultures that you could look to. I think, you know, we look a lot at what's happening coming out of Asia and Korea and all of these different trends. And it could be a large subculture. It could be a micro trend that comes out of it. Maybe it's velvet lips that are really coming out of APAC. So I think it's really fun to explore why a trend is formed because that helps you then create excitement around that trend, honor the culture that it came from, and really blasted out into the global sphere with, you know, it's Wait, roots and you intact. say, yes. So velvet lips and APAC. Yes. To mind for me is like Sunny's face and that lipstick they yes. did that went crazy over there. Exactly. Like, exactly. Is that velvet lips? Yes. So this like very soft powdery, um, a little bit of ombre in the center, but it's just this like light, soft touch of kind of a moussey texture. And we're bringing that to life um, this summer, actually, with our our, uh, Powder Kiss line. I don't know if you tried our Powder Kiss. Oh, yeah, Powder Kiss. I have the Ruby Woo version of it, and I've talked about it on the show. It's that kind of like floats over your lips, not drying matte. It's like weirdly matte, but not matte. Exactly. So that's going to be huge. And I'm also tracking, you know, uh, Half Magic is coming out, and their like star product is this like magic brownie that's very similar, this like kind of moussey texture. So I feel like we're going to see I this was going to say summer. that, but I didn't want to bring up like a non-MAC product. But y- yeah, and it has that. And yeah, it's an in-between kind of texture. Exactly. Just a little bit of- yeah. So I think this you're really going to see this start to spike this summer and going into fall, which is really fun because you're also seeing at the same time hyper gloss wet lips. So it's like you have these two trends kind of going at the same time. It'll be interesting to see how they meet. Yeah. Um, Do you give them names? This was like a joke. My friends who didn't know what I did at magazines, they would joke that like, yeah, the headlines I would come up with when I did their makeup when we would go out, they're like, what am I, ballerina beauty? Like, you know, corny names. You called it a velvet lip, but like, is that part of your job to sort of give something a name? Yes, that is part of my job. So what are we calling this lip? Velvet lips. Powder kiss. Velvet, velvet lips. lips. Yeah, no. Please we, use powder kiss to get your velvet lips. Exactly. Like that's the vibe. Okay. Exactly. To I me, sure I, I think of it the same way. I think of it as a headline. So what is something that is something that Matt can own? Uh, that is a trend that we can own and and put out into culture, but that is very recognizable to the consumer. So for example, we also have pop lighting, which is, you know, this highlighter technique with blush and really creating this pop on your cheek. Uh, so sometimes we will create um, the names internal to Mac. Sometimes we'll we'll see what's kind of already happening with search terms and and make sure that we're we're bringing in that audience too. But yeah, naming is a big part of it. And I love it because I love writing a headline. This this does sound like a dream job. It's so exciting. And I'm sure it'll come up as we talk in the show some more. But just for our listeners, so now that they know who you are a little bit, we'll tell you what we're going to do today. We're going to do the headlines. Kat's going to suffer through Science Corner with me. I appreciate you so much. I love science. And then, I know, but like, it's an ongoing joke that my guest co-hosts are like, what now did you bring me here for? And then we're going to talk about nails. We're going to raise a wand and I'm going to ask Kat to raise a couple wands. So are you ready to do fat mascara with me? I am so ready. It's news time. Another week, 
another high profile person starting a beauty line. And the one that I keep hearing whispers is Road from Halle Bieber. That's imminent, but that's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about Garance Doré just launched Doré, a French pharmacy inspired skincare line. Have you heard about this, Kat? Yes. Very excited job to hear about this. There's a milky face wash, a cream moisturizer, a balm. It's all under $40. What was interesting... Oh, and also she folded her blog, which was one of the early fashion blogs to focus on this. Super early. Right? So my question for you is this French, quote, French pharmacy vibe, like as beauty editors, it was always a thing here in the States. It was always like, oh, the French pharmacies, they have these things you can't get. First of all, do you, do you think that plays still in the United States? Like, are people still like enamored with that idea? I think French definitely still plays. But I think what I think is really interesting about the timing of this in particular is yeah. I'm actually seeing a vibe shift towards something that is very, very French, but not the French girl that we typically think of in the United States. So I'm seeing young people who are moving away from this very like perfect clean girl on TikTok who drinks green juice and stays in for the night. She does her goop face mask. And we're moving into this period of like night luxe, party girl, embracing pleasure, rejecting perfection. And that's actually very French. Like that is a French girl. And I feel like their approach to skincare is also really becoming popular here again, which is like very minimalistic, very light skin bases, but then adding that kind of like smudgy black liner and red lipstick to go out at night. So I feel like we're going to see a shift into this like French night girl beauty, which is actually like very, very French. I think it's just not the French girl that we often think of in our head when we think of French girl beauty. And what, like, what are your, so if we think of skincare though, with the French skincare, to me, I always think of the trend, like the micellar water that like that bioderma, that sort of kind of vibe that came and was popular in the United States. What do you think of when you think of French pharmacy skincare? So I, I think of their body oils, like their body treatments a lot, I think of. So like, I love a oh. Nuke's body oil. I always, I was in Paris a few weeks ago, actually. I stopped in for a French body oil. They have like the lymphatic massage, which I love. I love getting a lymphatic massage. Uh, to me, it's like, obviously sunscreens I think of a lot, but randomly also bug bite treatments. I feel like they have really good oh. bug bite treatments in France and I get eaten alive. So I'm always picking that up. Me too. What did you, what's your bug bite treatment from the French pharmacy? I can't Sorry, remember. Yeah, I'm sure your line's great, but if there's no bug bite, you know, helper, we don't want it. No, I can't you, remember the exact name. I'm sure it's something French, but like literally I just walk in and like, cause I'll obviously like anytime I go to France, I get eaten. Anywhere I go, I get eaten. Yeah, because the window's all open all summer because they don't have air conditioning, yes. Exactly. And I'll just ask them for a recommendation and it always works so much better than anything <gasps> that I see in the United States. Mm, all right, I'm going to have to do that next time I yeah. travel abroad. Okay, so moving on, this is interesting. Open to All, it's a nonprofit. They just announced that 28 U.S. retailer brands signed on to the Mitigate Racial Bias in Retail Charter. And basically, that's committing to take steps to ensure a welcoming environment for all in stores, reducing racially biased experiences. So just for some background, how this came out, I think we talked about this on the pod, Jess and I, but Sephora commissioned this study like way back in 2019, and then the results came out in 2020, and they found that two out of five shoppers had experienced bias in a retail store based on their skin tone or their race. So from that, all of these retail, well, this nonprofit open to all came up with a charter for retailers to sign on to. I think it's super cool that this is happening. I feel like we need to be aware of this. So I just want to point out some of the 
char- like what the charter means, the brands that sign on to this or the retailers that sign on to this are agreeing to design and implement actions that mitigate racial bias for the shopper, foster an inclusive shopping experience regardless of race or ethnicity, be accountable to shoppers, employees in the retail industry, and then work together to share best practices. Do you remember when that Sephora, all that study came out and all that findings? I did, yes. It was also, I believe, the summer of 2020. So we were dealing with a big cultural shift anyway with the way we think about, you know, those minor racial interactions that are actually racism but played small Mm. and you don't think of it as racism. The only thing I'll say about this, and I'm really glad that retailers are doing it, is that, like, (laughs) there's no audit. So, like, a retailer signs... You know what I mean? Like the, a retailer signs onto this and it's great to agree to this in theory, but I would love to see some follow-up once you are part of the charter. Like, how did you design and implement these yes. things? Or how did you foster? Yeah, thank you. Accountability. So we'll watch that. And I have a feeling as more retailers sign on, someone else is going to point that out. Like, should we come back in a year and see how we've done? You know, let's get some numbers on this. Yeah. Well, I I think retail spaces should be a place where everyone can seek inspiration and make connections. And so, you know, I support making them a more equitable place for all. And and I hope that this brings change and I'm looking forward to seeing how it evolves. I know. Sometimes I get impatient because I'm like, change. And then it like whisper, it like trickles in slowly with this type of thing and then becomes bigger with numbers and accountability. So we'll see what happens with that. You want to get nerdy? Let's get nerdy. We're not in the science corner yet. But we will talk about sunscreen ingredients. So Hawaii County Council members just gave tentative approval last week to ban the sale of all but two kinds of sunscreen ingredients, the two being the mineral zinc oxide and titanium oxide. The thing is, back in January 2021, Hawaii, the state, banned all of the, they call them the two O's, you know, the oct, I'm going to mess them up, octocrylene and octanoxate. Did I say that right? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, of course. So the council members, I I read up on the notes from this council meeting. I loved them all because basically (laughs) they were like, first of all, how are we going to enforce this? Our state has one law. We're trying to have another law for the Big Island. Second of all, what about those other, I guess there's 16 sunscreen greens here in the United States that are legal to use for sunscreens. Two of them are the minerals. Two of them are the banned ones. You know, what about the other 12? You know, the... Why are we banning those without seeing science? And so one person also pointed out something I pointed out recently that even the mineral sunscreens like zinc oxide and titanium dioxide can build up in marine life. And there's even studies showing they can harm coral. Mm. As I know, that's such a bummer. The reason I'm bringing it up is because I keep seeing, and this just came up at a, a breakfast I was at yesterday. An editor was like, is this a reef safe sunscreen? And I just like dropped my head and I was just like, there's no such thing yet. That yeah. that term is a misnomer that like, it makes you feel good about buying the sunscreen. And I fall for it too. I'm like, okay, reef safe. I'm going to go snorkeling. I want to make sure it's reef safe. But we just don't know. So I'm curious for you, like, what's your take? How do you balance? Like, I want to be environmentally friendly, but I want to protect my skin. Yeah. Well, I love snorkeling too. I travel a lot and snorkel a lot. And I've actually started wearing, so I just, I heard on a pot on the pod, you got a wetsuit. I just got one too. Yes. How did we wait this long? Like, they're amazing. I think it was the culture of we where I grew up, it was like a tan was still cool. And like the thought of covering up your limbs and not getting like color on them, you know, wasn't, you wanted a tan. So I was never going to cover up. But now I'm like, 
head to toe, like neoprene, give it to same, me. Same, same. I love my Billabong wetsuit. It's so cute too. It like, it's like a little cat suit I, for the ocean. And everything, <laughs> yes, it's very it's a cat suit for the ocean. I love it. I have one from Roxy and I have the shorty one right now, but I'm getting a long sleeve one as well because, you know, then it's your sunscreen. You literally don't have to put on sunscreen. I don't think they have like a UPF factor, but like, what do you think the UPF would be on that? Hi. <laughs> it's like, it's like, they measure them in thickness. I feel like right. mine's like the 1.2 millimeter one. Like no sun's getting through that. Yeah, I have a thick one too. And then I also have rash guards. So to me, it's like when I go snorkeling, I'm out there for so long, even if I put on a sunscreen, which I, I don't want to because we're in like really sensitive environments. But even if I put one mm-hmm. on, I would have to go back to the boat and like keep reapplying over and over and over again. So to me, like having that rash guard on protects my back. You know, when you're in the snorkeling, you always get that sunburn on your neck and your yes. back. Yeah. yeah, so I love it. I, I I take one with me on vacation and I actually prefer it. So I'm a big fan. The thing I was just thinking as you were talking, because clearly when you're snorkeling, you do this. Say you're just going to the beach with family and friends. If they provided like fresh water showers, you could technically like wear your sunscreen when you're on the beach, do a rinse off, put on your wetsuit and then go swimming. Yeah. And that would keep some of those you know, chemicals out of directly out of the water system. I mean, eventually, sure, they go through the plumbing and might get to the water system, but not in that direct shot that is causing, they think, this coral bleaching. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going to get some rash guards. Is there a brand that you like for rash guards? Well, I, so my my former name is O'Neill. So I love the O'Neill rash guards because it's like my little branding. Yes. <laughs> but I yes. wear I wear a Billabong wetsuit. Your cat suit, suit with your <laughs> O'Neill rash guard. I love it. Yeah, I got one for my husband too. So he wears my name. So yeah. Oh, those are good. I'll look into those. Okay, now let's go to the science corner. So there may be an FDA-approved drug to tackle alopecia areata soon. And this got a lot of news this spring, you know, with Jada Pinkett Smith and everything that happened with the Oscars because she suffers from alopecia. Well, earlier, right around the same time, actually, a phase three clinical trial happened. I don't know if you guys know, I know Kat knows this. That is like the last step before FDA approval. Right. The phase three clinical trial was for baricitinib, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, a drug that's actually used to treat arthritis and COVID-19, and they're thinking that it can help with alopecia. So in two large randomized trials involving a total of 1,200 people, one in three of the people who are given four milligrams of this drug a day regrew their hair, like completely regrew. Wow. I don't know if I sent you a link to this. I don't know if you looked. Did you look at the pictures? Yes, they're amazing. It wasn't just like, guys, when you see like, oh, a hair supplement, which I, I believe do work, you will get some regrowth, even if you don't have alopecia, just, you know, other types of hair loss. This was not that kind of regrowth. This was like, I had no hair, I have hair now. It was amazing. So since we're at phase three clinical trials, it's possible that we might see FDA approval for this usage of the drug. I will say if you suffer from alopecia, talk to your doctors because there is always off-label prescribing. And if these drugs are working, I'm sure your doctors are looking into that as well. And I should just point out that the trials were uh, funded by Eli Lilly. They're the makers of Illuminant, which is a brand name of this drug that's used for arthritis and things. So I'm just happy anytime there is new help for people with hair loss. And that's good news on that front, I think. Same. I mean, I feel like we've also seen the studies just showing the impact it has on people's self-esteem. Something I was really interested in when I was a beauty journalist was this concept of psychodermatology and the 
idea of treating both the physical, but the emotional side of dealing with these skin and hair issues, because they can have such a huge impact on your identity, on your sense of beauty. A lot of times psychotherapy and um, psychological support is part of the treatment plan for having alopecia. So I really hope that this brings, you know, not just some hope for a physical transformation, but also gives people a lot of hope emotionally because it's a really, really hard thing to deal with. Yeah, I I can't imagine that big change. And 33% is actually a really good number for these type of trials. So hopefully a lot of people will see more help. And that was the news. Let's take a little break. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash Slash mascara for 25% off. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honeylove. 
everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on alomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on alamoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Moves. Join the community on alamoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's alamoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's alamoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Okay, I am so excited to talk about nails with you. I don't know, for me, like summer is the season of nails. My toes are showing. I don't have as much clothing on to distract people. Like they're they're gonna see your skin, they're gonna see your nails. And I love watching your hands when you talk on Instagram. Like you hold this little mic sometimes too, and you're doing I guess it's TikToks when you do them, and you always have the best nails. Do you always have a manicure? Thank you. I do. I do. I love nail art. For me, I I feel like it's the one thing that I see all day. Like my makeup, my hair, I might see it in a reflection, whatever. But when I'm like typing or on my phone, I always see them. So I like really believe in, in nail art, like lifting your mood. So I always, always have to have a manicure. It drives me crazy if I don't. That's a good point. If you look down at the keyboard, like how much do you see your hands now? Interesting. Now, have you always had nice nails? Absolutely not. It's actually so ironic. I feel like my friends from home would be shocked that I was on a podcast talking about nails right now because I was (laughs) the nail biter. Like I was chronic, like down to the quip, like bad, 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 bad. Um, And it was always something I was really self-conscious about. I think as a beauty editor, I always had bitten nails. I would be interviewing these like amazing nail artists, like Julie Kandelik, Elle Gerstein, and like hiding my nails from them because I was so embarrassed and mortified. I realized that like, even then, like a lot of my confidence was like pulled back because I didn't have these nails. Like, I feel like they sort of like go ahead of me and, and bring me a lot of confidence. So now, now I have nails a lot, but yeah, it took, took some time to, to, to get here. (laughs) How old were you when you kicked this nail biting habit? Jen, I was 29 years old. (laughs) I, Hey, life is a journey and we're always evolving, right? What actually like made you stop? Was there any like 
formula you painted on them or something? Yeah. So the tipping point for me was when I got engaged and I had no idea that the proposal was coming. So not only did I not have makeup, hair, or anything, but I had these like little tiny stumps for nails. And when mm-hmm. you get engaged, everyone wants to see the ring. They want to see your hands. And I was like oh, yeah. doing this. I would like like show them the ring with like a fist so that they wouldn't see my nails. I was so <laughs> like embarrassed. <a> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, you know what? I have to change this. So I put myself on a plan of regular manicures um, with really amazing nail art that I didn't want to pick off. So everyone talks about like the polish that tastes bad or whatever. To me, it was like, all about fashion and vanity. I was thinking if it if it was something that I didn't want to take off that I loved, that I would keep, then it would be something that I wouldn't bite or pick. So I did that. I really prioritized places that did safe removal because that's where most of the damage comes from. So I went to the same person. So were you person. getting gels? Like what were I you was, getting when you get... Okay. Because at that point, gels. you didn't really have a nail underneath there, Exactly. Right? Yeah. So I was getting gels um, and allowing my natural nails to grow out. And then anytime I was tempted to pick, I would put on cuticle oil. Because like when your hands are slippery, it's like really hard to bite them. So I put oh. cuticle oil on. And then by the time my wedding came around a year later, I had really long, strong, natural nails. I splurged on some amazing wedding nail art. And that was kind of like my whole journey. Yeah. So the places that you were going, just so people know, what's the time investment for safe removal? Like how long does that take? It's way longer than people would think. Like if I'm doing a full removal and nails and nail art, you're talking maybe three hours in the chair. So love audiobooks, love podcasts like wow. yours yeah. to listen to, but it's super, super important. My my One of my nail artists who I love, who did my nails for my wedding, did my nails for this podcast, Julie Kandalek, she is like hyper vigilant about removal. Because like I said, most of the extensions, the acrylics, those aren't what cause the damage, it's the removal. And you go to these yeah. places that like use floss or Metro cards to like pop your nails off. Like it's... This is if you have an extension on your natural nail with the gel overlay or a powder overlay exactly, or whatever Exactly, exactly. Okay. But also even gel removal, I see a lot of... Without the extension. Exactly. I see a lot of poor removal practices. So it's really important that they are filing it down, soaking it, pushing it off with the orange wood stick, being very, very careful. Because if you go to one person that messes up your nails, that's like three or four months setback. So I'm really- mess them up yourself. Oh yeah. Or if you rip them off yourself, I've been there too. What if you're getting to that point in a gel, you say you have an extension or not, whatever, and there's gels and like the corner near your cuticle starting to like lift up Here's the here's the scenario. You're in the shower washing your hair. <laughs> Tell me this hasn't happened to you. And the hair strands Ugh. are getting cut, caught under the little corner of that one nail that's lifting up. You know what I'm talking about. It's the worst feeling in the world. Do you immediately then go to the salon? Like time for removal. Yeah, so I would go in for a fill. So I think a lot of people don't realize the importance of fills too because mm. uh, Julie compares it to like a seesaw. So if you have an artificial nail or a gel form on your nail and it's growing out, the, the center of balance on your nail is going to go toward the edge and make it heavier and weigh your nail down, which makes it very, very prone to cracking or breaking. Yeah. So it's just as important 
as like safe removal, it is important to keep your fills going to rebalance, as Julie would say, the nail so that it is back kept near safe. the cuticle, a little weight back near the cuticle where the fill area is. Exactly. You got to get that seesaw back in balance. See, it's funny. I like to watch as the gel grows out, as the new nail comes in without a gel on it, I get all proud. Like, look how much it's growing. Feel very proud of that new empty area and never think to get it filled. I just think like, ooh, that's my new nail growing. I know, so it's I need exciting, a little like, but you need a fill. Okay, so that'll help with all the issues I just talked about. And not just because <sighs> it looks nice to have a fill, but it is actually like there's a health reason for your natural nail that a fill will help. How many fills can you get before it's like time for full removal? Okay, so I asked Julie this when I was in her chair and she said she continues to fill people over and over again. So I typically will get like two fills before I start a new set, but she said she has clients that she will just continually fill. If, If the nail is kept really healthy and there's no like bacteria or like fungus or anything growing underneath that, nail extension, she can keep filling it, but you just have to be, again, it's like Julie. So she's very vigilant about making sure that it's it's safe and and healthy. So find someone who can do that for you. Now, as you're talking and I heard your nails clicking, I see you have <laughs> about, I would say a quarter to a third of an inch extension beyond the tip of your finger. I do. How do you get, work your phone and type your things and do all the things with that length of nail? I totally, like, I know that's sounding rhetorical, but like, I'm actually not asking for a friend, asking for myself. (laughs) No, it's so funny because a lot of people ask me that, but I feel the opposite as you. Like, I cannot do anything with short nails. I feel like I all of a sudden have these like tree stumps that like I can't use. And I'm like trying to type on my phone and it feels super weird. I like can't get anything done with short nails. So I think you just get used to it, but there's definitely certain choreographed dances I have to do, like putting in contacts is like a... <gasps> I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> I have yeah. to like take the balls of my fingers and like very gently like kind of massage it out without getting the nails on it. Um, my husband has to do a lot of necklace clasps, opening of Coke cans. So there yeah. are there are, there are are things that you can't do as easily, but I love the oh, clockety at- sound. Oh, it's so ASMR, like... Oh, nails on a, t- like good nails on a keyboard or? Yeah, it's like. Yeah. Oh, yes. And she's got like a nice podcasting mic. I think that's like the mic those ASMR people use to like give you those sounds. Oh, I love it. I see that you did get a new manicure. And if it's really for the Fat Mascara listeners, I appreciate it. Can you describe this art? Like, what are you doing this summer art-wise? Yes. Oh my gosh. Summer is my favorite for art. So this manicure was actually, so Julie does this service in her new atelier where it's called Julie's Choice and she picks Mm -hmm. it for you. So she like kind of gives you like, she asks like what kind of colors you're drawn to. So I got the fat mascara purple. (gasps) Stop it. Oh my God, you did. You need to get a photo of that. I love that. And then we were going to go with like galaxy because that's very in, but then she started sort of painting on these linear lines that felt like very 80s. And I had like some 80s events this week. We were launching... Max Stranger thing. So it was like kind of feeling the 80s vibe. So it's kind of this linear negative space. And if you look really closely, there is like a very sheer holographic base coat, which is very in as well. And like a lilac-y holographic kind of that. Exactly. A little cosmic still then. So you got a little bit of that too. Yes. gorgeous. But there's so many good nail art trends this summer. So 
versus like, okay, so dopamine dressing, I'm sure you're familiar with like this idea Mm -hmm. of dressing in like these really bright, fun colors that lift your mood. So that's extending to nails. So you're going to see bright pinks, cherry reds, creamy apricot. I love that shade. Bright orange. I want to eat that creamy apricot. So yummy. Bright orange. Uh, Bold, like Bottega, greens, baby blues, turquoise, teal, periwinkle, and lilac. So I'm really excited about that. I also love jelly nails. Do you know what jelly nails are? I have an image, but tell me, please. Yeah, yeah. So search for jelly nails is up 112% year over year. Everyone is searching for this as really high search volume. They are these sheer transparent nails that come in what I call like these otter pop shades of like lime, cherry, like grape. Uh, But they're these kind of sheer transparent nails. They can be either clear or have like a light brush of color, but they're very Y2K. They remind me of like those jelly sandals we wore in the early 2000s. And sometimes there was the glitter infused in the plastic kind of vibe. Yes. And they were always translucent though, never an opaque color of those. Okay. So and jelly nails are also translucent? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So like you kind of have to do that with a gel, I imagine. You have to. Because you, your nails right, are okay. not see-through. <laughs> Last time we checked. Last time we checked. That sounds fab. Okay, jelly nails. Anything else? Yeah. So this fall, you're going to see this vibe shift into like this kind of darker vibe. So we're very much in Y2K now. It's like the jelly nails, the French tips, the fun like multicolors and stickers, etc. But this fall, it's going to shift into like very dark, even fetish inspired nails, which is very okay. big on the runways. So like we saw blood nails at the blondes. Julie actually did those. I'm seeing like super sharp stilettos, corset nails that were popular because of euphoria, pierced nails, chrome nails. Wait, what's a corset nail? So corset nails is what Maddie on euphoria really brought into the mainstream. Her, her make, her, nail artist, excuse me, Natalie Minerva, designed these nails that basically the color is coming in from each side. So like imagine you have black on each side of your nail and then sort of a shape in the middle, like a white, typically white, like, like a lace color. Course. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of like oh, pulls your like nail Like Olivia Rodrigo's dress at the Grammys. Exactly. Okay, got it. Yeah, exactly. But make it a nail. <laughs> yeah. Look up Maddie Euphoria corset nails and you'll see thousands of iterations on them. Oh, you gave me so many, so many good ideas. I have two more, but I can stop. Oh, no, don't stop. Bring them. Okay, really quick. Nature-inspired nails. So like lush greens, desert browns, ocean nailscapes, mushroom, like very into like mushroom nails right now, which is super cool. Like kind of trippy mushroom psychedelics. Like the actual art of a mushroom or a shroomy taupe color? Uh, More like the art of a mushroom and like the psychedelic kind of prints. And then finally, what I'm most excited about are these metaverse nails. So I'm seeing 3D artists who are projecting nail art onto their nails through filters. So their nails like move, they slither, they like build on top of each other through a filter. It's amazing. So when they're taking a video for social or wherever. But in real life, what would their nail look like? Uh, So some of them start with a nail design, but actually if you watched this movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once, have you seen it? Not yet. It's The hot dog hands have infiltrated my dreams even though I haven't seen the movie, but go on. It is the most amazing beauty movie. If you are a beauty fan, you have to watch it. But they painted one of the main character's nails green screen. And then in post-production, they projected art 
onto them. So you could That's see her nails so like cool. flash and change before your eyes. And that I feel like is going to be very, very big. I So you just do the green screen color on your nails and then whatever art you want that day, you can have it at least in the metaverse, maybe not in the real universe. In the metaverse, or if you're like a really good editor who can add that in post-production. So it's a little tougher, but, again, but I feel like someone's going to figure video, this out. For your video, not like I went down to the corner store, nobody's going to see right. <laughs> my, my video projection. They're just going to see a lovely green. Exactly. Which I think is so exciting about the metaverse is like you can have sort of your human self and then your like metaverse self that is an extension of you and can express beauty in a way that you couldn't physically on your own, which I think is really cool. And nails, I think is a huge opportunity for that. And makeup. I see that because part of me is like, just do it in your real life. And then you have to think like, okay, I'm a nurse at a hospital. I can't just come in with like shaved off eyebrows and like, you know, whatever vibe you really want to try out. It's not the right professional setting to do that, you know? Right. A really cool trend though that Natalie Minerva told me for people who do have a more conservative job, Natalie Minerva, the nail artist for Euphoria, said that she's doing a lot of art on the underside of the nails. So you could have like a nude manicure, but then on the underside is like art or something really fun that's kind of like a secret. I call them mullet nails because it's like business in the front, party in the back. Mullet nails is good. But again, you need that length so that you have the space to do the artwork on the underside. Exactly. Nail. You're so good at naming things. You should Thanks. be an executive trend director. Should Kat. I? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go raise a wand. Yay. All right, everyone. It is time to raise a wand. Take it away. We have a listener from Belgium. Hi, Jess and Jen. This is Laura from Belgium. I'm calling in to raise a wand to a self-tanning product for the face. I've been testing quite a few actually the last weeks um, for my job at L Magazine in Belgium, but the Clinique Self Sun Face Tinted Lotion is by far my favorite. It's a tinted gel cream, so if you apply it, you get a glow immediately, and then after four to eight hours, uh, the tan develops. So I use it in the morning. Um, the texture is really light, it's not sticky at all, and it's easy to apply as it's tinted so you can see where it goes. I've gotten so many compliments after using it. People were asking me if I went on vacation or if I sat in the sun, which is not the case. So I use it twice a week now to keep my skin from glowing. And I even don't use foundation anymore as my skin tone uh, looks much more even than before. So a great product for the springtime. Uh, I really love it. Bye. I can't believe we have listeners who are also beauty journalists in other countries. I love this. Great self-tanner recommendation. If you guys want to share your Razawan, call me 1-646-481-8182. It's in the show notes or email us at info at fatmascara.com with like a little voice memo so we can share your favorite with Fat Mascara fam. And now, because I have a special guest, well, special co-host, Kat Quinn, you're going to do all the wands for us. So I'm going to ask you a couple for a couple if that's okay. Yes. Okay, what do you, skincare product do you want to raise a wand to? Okay, so first is this Clinique 100-hour moisture surge moisturizer. I've gone through four of these. I like my skin drinks it like water. Thank God I get that ELC discount because I miss those product mailers, Jen. I don't get those anymore. <laughs> I got to right, get right, that right. discount. But no, I have really acneic skin. And once I started using this, I feel like I barely have any breakouts. It's aloe-based, which I love. Uh, I was a huge 
Augustina Spader fan for this reason, but it's so expensive that I can't get it all the time. So this is kind of like my 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 favorite thing. So I've I've gone through like three jars at this point. That's funny. We talked about that on the podcast because I liked their, you know, I'm like an outdoorsy person. I liked their adventurer campaign they did with like women that climb mountains and things. So, okay. The 100 hour hydrator. What about makeup? What are you loving right now? Okay. Even if I was not working at Mac, I would tell you that it is Mac stack. I swear to you, if I was like a beauty editor, same, this would be the same story. Like this has changed my whole lash personality. It's really customizable. You can stack it. You can do spiked lashes, 60s lashes, winged lashes. Like I don't use strips or individuals anymore because I can get so much out of this mascara. I really love well, it. How does it work that it does that sort of sculpting kind of thing? It has this innovative technology where you can continue stacking it on top of each other. Like you could put it on in the morning. And then later at night, you could continue stacking it. It like won't clump together. Does, so it doesn't have like that dry down kind of exactly. Texture. But it but it doesn't. It does, but it's like more flexible. It's almost like a softer okay. formula. So I can take it and like just pull it out at the sides if I want a wing, and it really works. Or I'll do sixties lashes and I'll take tweezers really carefully and <laughs> tweeze my lower lashes together to get that kind of sixties. Look, I think you mean squeeze, not tweeze. She's not squeeze. pulling out her lashes. But. <laughs> squeeze, I don't tweeze. Squeeze. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Okay, so it's like a flexible polymer situation. Exactly. I love that you said a mascara too, so thank you. Do you have a hair product you want to raise a wand to? Yes. So I, I am, it's summer, so I'm frizz nation over here. Um, <laughs> the IGK Good Behavior and Smoothing Balm, but also their smoothing spray is really, really good. So it has spirulina protein in it. So it's supposed okay. to kind of mimic the effect of a keratin treatment, which I also want like a Lazio keratin treatment, but I keep chickening out. So this is like the next best thing to like get that frizz, especially around my hairline to sit down. What's the brand you just said? Lazio? Yeah, Lazio. It's like a it's like, it's a, like the, the latest smoothing. Yeah, I treatment. saw it on Jenna Perry's Instagram, the colorist, because they, mm-hmm. they offer it in her salon. They also offer it at IGK. It's supposed to be sort of like a softer keratin treatment that will smooth the frizz, but it does take out like it can take out up to 60% of your curl pattern. So that's where I get scared. Oh, right. You might lose that wave that sometimes you want. I want that for summer. So yeah, yeah. I might, okay. I might just do, they offer just the hairline. So I might do that. Oh, so that, is that for when you pull your hair back fewer flyaways or is it for even when you wear it down? So just around your face isn't frizzy. Exactly. So these like, I get really frizzy pieces in the front and on the hairline. So they would treat that with keratin, but then the rest of my hair would keep that wave pattern. But I wouldn't have these like super frizzies because I wear my hair up a lot. And so- this area gets... Oh my God, it's mullet again. It's mullet keratin. It's business in front. And then you can still have party in the back, but not an actual mullet. Okay, last thing. Anybody who listens to the pod knows how much I'm obsessed with fragrance just too. What fragrance are you loving? Or fragrance product, I should say. Yes. So I don't know if you're familiar with Chriselle Lim, the influencer who just relaunched the indie brand Fleur. Yes. In fact, she was our guest on the pod just this past Friday. She's amazing. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love her. And she launched this new fragrance under the Fleur brand called Missing Person. And it is the sexiest fragrance you have ever smelled. It's literally supposed to smell like 
your hot boyfriend like left their scent on his on a t-shirt and you're wearing yes. it or like on yes. your pillow. It's like a sheer musk, which is something I've been looking for for a really long time because I love musk, but it's always so heavy, especially in the summer. So this is like bergamot, blonde wood, orange blossom, jasmine woods. It's like so sexy. And I love the way that she distributed this product. I got a mailer. She like soaked a white t-shirt in this fragrance. And when you open the box, it like smells like your boyfriend's t-shirt. It's gen- It's genius. She's a genius. That fragrance, I don't, like, it went viral. Like, it's one of those, sometimes it's like a beauty product and it doesn't often happen with a fragrance. I feel like it's one of those fragrances that is, it, it was a blockbuster this spring. It's crazy. I, you don't know how many people have come on the show and mentioned it. And it's like always selling out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. talked about that actually on her interview about like that actually was bad business for them that it sold out. <laughs> she didn't do it on purpose. I'm so excited you shared all of your Razawans with us. This was so much fun. Thanks for telling us about your job, getting us all like caught up on the hottest trends for summer. You're you're the best. Thank you. Thank you. I had so much fun. I can't wait to see your summer nails. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product with you or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's highest hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. 
and it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. 